Hey team, that's right, we're a team. This is episode 18 of The Fate of Ice, and I'm DM Brad, and I want to say thank you so much for downloading and listening. We appreciate that you've taken the time to join us in the fight against the Arkvale Empire. Why am I talking like this? It's kinda weird. Anyway, let's kick things off with a big fat boom you to bomb to our Patreon supporters, Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, and Irene Cucci. We love you and appreciate you and love you again. Smooches! Now here's what went down in episode 17. Banfor, Trestlespoon, and Zathan Cree fought with the Stone Guardians outside the hidden temple of Hadet, the God of Knowledge, while Marley and River rushed to join them. The Guardians were defeated, and Jim announced he had been there before and was now being pulled by an intense supernatural longing to enter the temple. Um, <laughs> Alright, everybody, uh, welcome to yeah, right Welcome to High Five Time. Um, <laughs> this is episode 18 of The Fate of Ison, and I'm sitting here with Oliver, Josh, and Jules. Um, I agree with um, Josh and my name's being hyphenated to Oliver Josh. <laughs> Oliver Josh. Oliver Josh. This is my son, Oliver Josh. Oliver Josh. You couldn't pick. <laughs> that is so white. That is, uh, <laughs> Oliver Josh. This is the whitest You're thing. basically Northwest. Yes, you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. well, this is uh, my son, Oliver Josh Sandersmith. This is <laughs> my son, uh, Western Europe whitey white face. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, right, so. Welcome to um, Last time. Um, Marley caught up with her old childhood friend River uh, over some drinks at the Jester's Gravy Boat Inn. Is that her full name? Uh, the river that flows forever east is her full name. She is a half-orc. Um, Don't she... forget that I got to play with Sprouty McSteamface. It's almost as if I've written a script that includes that. Oh, right. Okay, I just got excited about it. Marley joined famous bard Sprouty McSteamface <laughs> in an impromptu jam session, but embarrassed herself by playing poorly. Meanwhile, Banfor and Trisselspoon joined local resistance leader Zathan Cree in exploring a recently discovered secret underground city with a large temple with stone steps, a grand archway entrance, and four enormous octagonal pillars reaching to the cavern ceiling. They entered into a fight with two stone guardians in the entrance to the grand temple of Hadet, the god of knowledge. Uh, Marley, in her drunken state, was alerted <laughs> to their antics and rushed to join them. After the fight, Jim informed everybody that he had been to the city before a long, long time ago and was being pulled by an intense longing to enter the temple. Together, the Apple Squadith, Jim, Zathid Cree, and River all ventured into the temple. They came across an octagonal-shaped room and touched the pillar at its center. They solved a puzzle in their minds, which opened a door to the right, revealing a long, narrow corridor. I'm sorry, how else would you solve the puzzle? Well, sorry, the puzzle the puzzle went into your mind. It was spoken into your mind. Oh, right. And then you said out loud... Because the answer was brain. You said out loud the word <laughs> brain, and that was the answer to the riddle. Okay, because I was then, just like, mm. you solved a puzzle in their mind. Sorry. Oh, they mind solved a puzzle, puzzle with their foot. <laughs> was it the God of Knowledge who made up this puzzle? Or one of his followers. And they were not... Yeah, not, was it like not, the kindergarten group? Yeah. <laughs> it was a first level puzzle. Yeah. Well, there sense. may be something else later uh, on. Okay, we should maybe it was stop my, being so cocky. It was my... Uh, yeah, real game. It was my, how do I get these guys inside this temple easily? Oh, we were there. <laughs> um, yeah, so you uh, now have a, an open door and a 15 foot corridor beyond it. 15 foot wide, uh, a few hundred feet in length. Man, I feel like we should take a short rest. <laughs> Why? That wouldn't be a bad idea. 
I mean, we just fought. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You guys did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, I mean, other than being a little drunk, I was still. looking at Josh. <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I'd like to take a short rest because I also accidentally took a long rest uh, while I was at work and I was struggling with my character. So. <laughs> uh, you haven't actually taken that much damage, if yeah, I recall correctly. No, it's we just were all right. You guys took a couple of little hits. So Banfor and Zathan did. I, I would like to drink a health potion during this time to bring myself up to full nice. HP. Okay. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, sure. To unfuck my fuck? Yep. Uh, cool, so you can mark one of those off, um, and during the short rest, Zathan um, restores their uh, once per short rest ability of uh, blessing their weapon. We get to bless our weapons. Uh, no, Zathan can bless a weapon. One weapon. But can only do one weapon per short rest. Okay. Was the magical influence on his weapon his blessing, or is it a naturally magical weapon? It was their blessing. That turned into temporarily a magical weapon. Can he bless a body part? Ooh. Uh, no, the ability is called Sacred Weapon. Oh. What if what if said weapon is a body part? Define I know weapon. we're going I mean, define weapon. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to try and hit people with your dick? No, I'd like to know that when I get fucking up to my nuts in the guts of a certain half orc, then I'm going to be safe. And do double damage. It's my blessed weapon. My blessed weapon. Let me bestow it upon you. That'll be the river that flows and flows and flows and flows. Hopefully, the river isn't flowing when I get to it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Do half orcs have periods? Yeah, they must. Be I mean, they surely do. <laughs> um, well, they do reproduce, so it stands to reason that they, as mammals who reproduce, it's possible they have like periods. Mm. Okay, cool. Canon, orcs menstruate. Um, if anyone wants to send an email to Wizards of the Coast and ask them, "Hey, Wizards of the Coast, do half orcs menstruate?" Well, they are um, half human. Well, yes, but that doesn't but necessarily the mean they've got the man. same reproductive organs. Mm. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, I'm hoping they do. do Mike, they, I mean, do they have teeth? I mean, Mike <laughs> Merles. Mike Merles, I'm asking you right now, do half hogs menstruate. This is very important. Who's, who's Mike Merles? He's one of the game designers for Wizards of the Coast. Okay, they're totally listening Gary to Gary Gygax. <laughs> Posthumously tell us, Gary. <laughs> is he dead? Yeah. From the grave. Yeah, a little bit. No, yeah. Yeah. When did he die? I can't remember. It was not that long ago. Like, he was in a Futurama episode I just watched. He sure was. R.I.P. G.G. Gax. It was one of oh. the best Futurama episodes with a what-if machine. It was okay. It's I like the thing longer. Anyway. Yeah, the, the thing longer is a very good... I know what we're doing that. Futurama, that's the one with the spaceship, right? Oh, please. Oh, here, thing longer here we go. Um, right, okay. Like so you have, had a, you have had... <laughs> Leela. You have had a short rest... Could it not? Uh, actually, I think you'll find... Taronga Leela. Taronga Leela. You have had a short rest, and standing before you is a 15 foot wide, Toronto long, narrow corridor. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad, on behalf of Julian, for being so unprofessional. I've had a really long day. I've been working since 6.30 this morning. Shut up. <laughs> uh, what? I, I, yeah, I know. Kids. Whatever. What do you do? Um, so... They rested and they're doing a thing and you guys are good. Uh, I'm just checking that they're all rested and they're... The, the short they're rest happening. has happened. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. spent an hour sitting on your ass doing nothing and Jim the whole time has been like, come on! Jim is furious. Marley's been singing songs. Um, Determined to improve herself. Before uh, finishes sharpening his axe, uh, uh, says, uh, well, no time like now. And uh, puts axe over his shoulder like a lumberjack. And strides off meaningfully down said uh, corridor, pockets a bulging with glowy stones, some oh. of which he has nestled among his armor, mm. and some of which are being held by his mouse friends. Okay. Nice. That's like fair. A big Christmas tree. Is anyone else doing? I'm like a big Christmas tree. 
It's only glowing white. Anyway, this Alex podcast believes in one thing. Still kind of playing, walking down the hallway because she's like determined to finish the song that she was practicing. So she's like, like as she walks down the hallway. It's gonna hate. Yep, totes. Nice. <laughs> and I hate it's gonna hate. Um, oh, uh, does the corridor? How long is it? Can we? Fifteen feet. Fifteen feet. It's literally fifteen feet wide, but it goes. It, it's, 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 dark. A, it's over a hundred feet long, and it's not dark. It's fully it's, lit with oh, glow. Oh, that's right. right. Every it's everything is just. Is it going down, down or? It's flat. So it just looks like the same as where we. Yeah, so based on what you guys saw of the outside of the temple, where it was like a large block and sitting atop it were four large octagonal columns, uh, you could presume that this corridor that went, you know, turned to the right is heading towards one of those columns. Because we went right, right. I no, you went straight and then right. I smell a spiral staircase. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. I smell us popping up within some sort of fortress. Ooh. <laughs> Bradley. <laughs> I don't know what you're smelling. Go in, go, go to the end of the corridor. This the little nose has a smelling. Uh, Banffor has no like sense of smell. Uh, that is smells for Banffor. Nor can he read, which is a very fun part of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I will never let that down, looks at will the paper. I? He's unaware of what it means. Um, okay, so. Um, Tris, why don't you just go ahead and like sneak in, sneak out? Well, you have to catch up to Banffor. Yeah. I was trying. Uh, Trestlespin runs off quickly ahead. Tiny feet are rumbling. Gotta be moving. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I'll say Trestlespoon zips past Banfor. Nice. Uh, and the corridor ends after a hundred odd feet, and um, you emerge in a, a large octagonal shaped room that is about 50 feet across mm-hmm. and about 100 to 150 feet tall. The walls are lined um, with shelves covered in thousands upon thousands of books. Uh, but the floor is coated in a thin layer of stagnant, smelly water. And the whole room is filled with an overpowering, damp smell. Okay, there's no uh, column in the middle like the other rooms? There's, there's no a... column in this room. There is just uh, the door that you just came in. Mm-hmm. And on the left-hand side, for, for you, for having just come in, mm-hmm. there is another open archway <coughs> door. Okay, what are the books about? <laughs> there's thousands! <laughs> what are the, what's the theme of the... Is this just a big you, old... decimal? You can't know without... Trying to find out? You can't I, I walk to a shelf of books and pick one up. Okay, you pick up a book and it immediately crumbles in your hand. It's wet, it's soggy, and it just just falls apart. Okay. Uh, Bamfor runs down uh, the uh, bookcase with his hand just smacking books. <laughs> yeah, you, you just run around the perimeter of this octagon mm. and you just splash book juice everywhere <laughs> with your boots splashing in the stagnant smelly water on the floor. Trestlespoon's um, getting covered in the book juice. Like when a car goes past a puddle yeah. by the bus stop. Yeah. One thing you notice is that um, when you pull your hand away from the books, there is also small traces of a, like a sticky black goo on your fingers as well. So I'm coming in these books. Um, pardon? What? 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 Just black goo. I don't know how books juice. No. And it feels a little bit... Um, like acidic on your hands. It's not causing you any damage. But you can feel it. It's sort of sizzle. Oh, God. What does it taste like? It tastes like acid. <laughs> does it smell good? You take two acid damage to your tongue. You're going to have to speak differently. Because <laughs> um, he was so erudite before. <laughs> um, Bamfor sniffs it. Don't do that. No, don't do that. The effort does anything to its head. It does not. It just it just continues having like a sizzling sensation on your fingers. It's not enough to burn or hurt you, but you can feel it tingling. Bamfor puts it in his pants. 
I saw that coming. Um, and uh, yeah, same thing as what you're experiencing on your fingers. Just feel like a sizzling, almost burning sensation, but not hurting. Interesting. Uh, Benfor <laughs> scoops some of the goo into her pocket. Okay. <laughs> and does eyebrows at River. Uh, River's not there. River has just walked in following the other. Yeah, I was going to say. And she, has, she is seeing you pulling your hand out of your pants and winking at her at something that she doesn't know what you just did. <laughs> how did she and also, how, how many mice are in that pocket that you just put the gear in? There are no mice in the pocket. They live um, uh, beneath the shoulder plates <laughs> of the armor and within the helmet. Okay. She raises an eyebrow at you. I'll roll inside. 15. Ooh, that's Ooh. tough. <laughs> What's the wisdom? We wait with bated breath. Minus one, 14. Woo! Uh, you, okay, you can tell. Um, it is a, uh, a raised eyebrow of, I don't know what you just did, but I'm sort of intrigued. It is strange, man. But then she... Don't she, be rude, just because she's into me. Come on, my friend. She goes to explore the shelves as well, and you know, you see her pick up a book and it crumble into her hands. How does she seem to feel about the Black Goose scenario? Uh, she hasn't found any yet. Uh, okay. Zathan walks in and looks up at all the books and lets out an audible like, wow. But then can see the crumbled books in uh, River's hand and looks like very disappointed. Mr. Cr- should we be, should we leave the books uh, alone? C- can you restore them? I don't know, but perhaps, perhaps someone will have the skills. We- we'll need to keep this room as intact as we can. Vanfor's and... <laughs> uh, currently like throwing uh, bits of rotten book at Chris's boot <laughs> and sort of just, just sort of stops and goes. Oh, I didn't know we weren't. Oh. Enough of that. Let's move on. Please, I beg you. And they start making their way towards the door on the left-hand side. Who's okay. they? They being Zathan. Cool. All right. And you haven't walked into this room yet with Jim on your hip, who's screaming at you to hurry the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, fair. Are you going to enter the room? Or like, no, that's a fair just call, Jim. <laughs> I'm going back to the pub. I leave Jim outside and walk in. <laughs> No, I'm like, all right, all right, Jim, but I can see from outside the door it's just a room full of rotten books which Fanfor is currently destroying. Just keep keep going! Where are you where are you being pulled to? There's this archway, is that where you're wanting to go? Yes, I I mean that's the only door I can oh, I can sense Just checking and I start wandering towards the archway. I'm like, geez, when you get a magic sword and he's a fucking I'm not a sword! <laughs> He's a gem. Doesn't, doesn't he's fucking a gem. do anything. He's a gem. He's not a no sword. fucking magical powers. She's like muttering to herself. She's he does fucking... talk and he's a gem. I've only met four gems that could talk. And that's half of the gems that I've met. Zathan enters that archway and goes uh, and continues walking away from Yeah, the I'm, I'm, I'm following where okay. Jen is telling me to go. Okay, so yeah, you enter uh, an identical 15 foot wide, long, narrow corridor. Mm-hmm. This was at a left-hand right angle to the... Yeah. Yep. So you, you came into this temple and then you turned right and you've gone into that library and you've turned left. Okay. Um, hey, Jim. Should we be yeah. looking sorry. at... Sorry. <laughs> like, it's all right. I'm just going to follow up with a question. Jim, I know you're being pulled, but should we be being a little cautious here? Is there going to be any traps that we're going to fall into? I mean, you fell into a pit of zombies and didn't notice that before. He remembers something. He says, Ah, uh, yeah, there are some traps, but not yet. Uh, there should be another library coming up, and then some, maybe some traps after that. In the library, or in the in the in the next in corridor? The, there should be another corridor after that. This place okay. is full of libraries. Just, Quite a knowledge and all just, that. Just, just, just. Hey, Tris. Uh-huh. How's your like traps? 
you hear a, a quick thumping and uh, <laughs> Bam 4 runs past you holding hands with the river. Um, not skipping, but definitely getting. I don't know how Molly feels about that. <laughs> okay, so you, you guys sort of barrel yeah, past everyone happy, else. Right? No, I'm secret. Okay, I'd right. say you've got your, your arms linked just... and you kind of clothesline over Trestle Spoon's head. Please, Please jump onto us. <laughs> Trestle Spoon jumps Goes up. Goes for the freeway handshake Both his arms on top of uh, uh, Mummy, Mummy. arms. Roll. And he's <laughs> Roll an acrobatics check to do that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's 19. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, I do fucking like, 19. <laughs> perfect time to grab your arms like, like a kid hanging from a clothesline. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going around and around like when you're on the swing and you want to do cool. that. And they also. barrel to the end of the corridor and uh, sure enough, they um, shoot out into yet another library that is in an identical state to the last one. Okay, uh, Jim, I guess that answers that question. Molly uh, follows along. A thin layer of stagnant water on the ground, <laughs> uh, damp smell, crusty, crumbled old books, and a lot more of the black, sticky, acidy substance. Okay. Um, but you also notice there are a few large chunks of stone sitting in the middle of the room as if they've fallen Just from like somewhere. this is way too easy. This is what Molly's thinking inside her head. This is e- too easy, so too far. So uh, far. Trestlespoon cautiously approaches the lumps of stone to see if they are the like the rock monsters from earlier. Okay. Is that right? uh, yeah, so you approach and they don't move or do anything. Trestlespoon kicks one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're rolling an athletics check to see how good you are at kicking. <laughs> uh, ten. Uh, yeah, you boot a small one and it moves and kind of splashes in the water and there's no negative effects. These are just rocks, guys. They're just rocks. Hooray! Hooray indeed, is, my friend. Is Molly there yet? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know how fast yeah, I'm so you and, you and, to them. You and Jim have walked out of the corridor. Okay, cool. Uh, and, yeah, Jim just remarks that, yeah, this room's in a similar state of disarray as the last one. Jim uh, does, or I don't know? Well, Jim can sense okay, that, it, cool. like, he can sense that it's damp and it's gross. Cool. I'm like, um, well, clearly not. And this then, room, Jim? And then Jim Jim says, uh, Wait! What is it? Roll investigation, everyone. 17. <laughs> How about I roll a different one? I roll the 20 if you want to. Oh, I'll have that net 20. <laughs> um, yeah, all three of you, as Jim yells, wait, you all look upward, um, and you notice uh, two large black tar-like blobs drip down from the ceiling. They they elongate Mm -hmm. uh, as they drip and then they hit the wet floor and they both sort of form up into like a a large, each of them is like a large black jelly-like monstrosity. What shape? Um, They're just like wobbling, misshapen, amorphous, inky black blobs. Am Mm -hmm. I able to uh, remember any weaknesses that I have seen in these things before. Yeah, nature check. I would say roll a near nature check. That's a natural one, too. You have <laughs> never seen this thing before or heard of anything like it. Also, it hurts uh, my brain to look at. But, um, <laughs> Jim yells, we can't, we can't fight those things. Go, run now. And River says, I'm with the sword guy. He's a Jim. He's a Jim. He's a Jim. I don't but think that, that's important right now. Also, I'm running. You said go. Yeah, I'm this running. This is a team. I trust and, him. Um, so there is the door you came in, and there's also another door to the left. Like you're turning left um, again. I, as I'm running towards the door, I'm like, hey, Jim, you said something about traps in the next hallway. Uh, yeah, I, let's... Uh, and as he's about to say something to you, a third black blob drops down from the ceiling and blo- uh, blobs down near that open archway. 
Correct. So the first that two are, came in the first two are blocking the one you came in through. Yeah. yeah. And the third one is blocking the way out. Is it actually blocking it, or it could is, we it like is very, stealth past it? It is near it. And what we are going to do now is something called a skills challenge. Oh my god, I'm so excited! This is this is not combat. Sorry. Um, I will get you guys to Oh this is um, where we get to use to, our skills. To use um, your skills in a creative narrative way. Uh, explain for Josh. Yes, please. Oh, yep, yeah. I am I'm in the middle of doing that. Oh, well done. <laughs> so there are, there are two possible ways that the players can uh, treat this. Either you can look at your sheet, look at skills that you are good at, so uh -huh. something you've got a plus five, plus six, whatever, um, and then think, how can I narratively squeeze that into doing a, a, a thing? <laughs> okay. Or you can just think of, what would my character do? Would they try and do a flip? Would they try and do some crazy maneuver? And then think of a skill that matches that. Okay. And how then, many successes to failures do um, you For this, you need to get five successes before three failures. Okay. Failure will mean a fight. Okay. Failure results in a fight. Failure will result in a fight that against these three things you will all die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, so, you're in this room and your goal is to get out of this room. Okay. Presumably, if you want, to continue through the temple, it would be through the left door, not through the door. Can we use yeah. similar skills to each other? Is there any rules around um, that? I am going to house rule you can do whatever skill you want, as long as you're not repeating the last skill you just did. Delicious. Okay. Um, Thank you. Bam4 will... Uh, Grip. And there's no order for this as long as everyone gets at least one turn. Uh, Bamfor will grip the belt and back of the collar of Trestle Spoon mm -hmm. and swing, uh, spinning like a hammer thrower, attempt to toss him over the black gooey gooey into the new into the new, into the new hallway. Okay. okay, that is an athletics check. And he gets a natural one, and that makes a six. <laughs> okay, you have your first failure. You pick up Trestle Spoon, and you just don't get a good grip on him, and you go to throw, but he's not in your hand. You just, you just swing, <laughs> you swing an empty hand upwards, and you look at your hand and go, the fuck? Uh, now, someone else. Trestle Spoon, using the distraction cleverly caused by Bamfor, uh, stealthily uh, hugs one of the uh, bookshelves and makes his way sneakily, aiming to make his way into the new corridor. Okay, so roll stealth. That's a success. You sneak, um, I won't say you leave the room, but you sneak to get behind the, the one that is nearest that door. Okay, who is oblivious. Who is oblivious to your current position. <coughs> Bamfor can go again, Marley can go, I'm not going to involve River or Zach. this is just for you. But we okay. have to get them through as well. I wanna... Oh, we can narratively figure out. Um, I wanna slide on the ground, covering myself with blacky gooey stuff, and try and trick it, like deceive it into thinking I'm another, like, blacky gooey thing, so it won't attack me. I'm gonna call that a performance check. <laughs> also, I'm gonna uh, block the word blacky from being used. <laughs> um, okay, so that's performance check, and you will take damage from this because you have just covered yourself in acid. Okay, that's fine. It is good for your skin. <laughs> that's an 18 though, plus a 5. Success. You successfully fooled them into brief, like, like in The Walking like, Dead when they cover themselves like in zombie parts. Past it, like, yeah. yeah. You can sort of wobble your way, like imitate them, moving past it, and it... For More the, of a Shaun of the Dead scenario, I think. Yeah, it's very yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of, uh, yeah, it's focused on Banfor, Marley, I'm uh, sorry, Banfor, River, and Zathan, and yep. it doesn't quite notice the blob of black inky stuff that's slipping right by it. Nice. Um, and did I take damage for that? Yeah, you, you take, uh, roll a d6. Oh, yep, so I say six. I like that I had to do that damage to myself, that's just me. Bamfor <laughs> grabs River by the face, just like you would with a baby that's too cute, or <coughs> like a pug, and you just smush its face, and he looks in her face from real close and just goes, 
run and tries to scare her out of her um her Are you torpor. trying to intimidate you? I mean, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> and you've still got your sore tongue, right? <coughs> Fuck it. I like Run. This. Yeah. Run. I like this. She, um, with these environmental things going on, like the fact that you just got burned by acid, Jim just said you can't fight these things, she's already expressed that she wants to run. Mm. Roll. Yeah. Uh, that's natural. <laughs> oh, oh what is with you? No, no. Plus five is a six. Go on. <laughs> so that's two failures. Two but Nick wins like and two an successes. auto failure, um, isn't it? In case you want to, therefore, do not forget you have luck points. Um, I think that I was quite lucky in that. Which means I get to re-roll. Is that true? I feel like if, if, you want if to you're spend, unlucky... I'm going to spend a luck point. I will allow you this because this is dire. <laughs> that is a natural 20. That yeah. is, that is, that convince, is much better. You convince Marley, oh not Marley, River, <laughs> fucking hell, who, who are these characters? You convince River so well to run that in doing so she actually grabs you and just with the adrenaline of the moment pulls you along with her and she gets past this uh, blobby creature that sort of uh, like swings its body around to catch her, um, which uh, separates the two of you but you are now very close to the door and she is out the door. Now, uh, I also have resistance to acid. Yeah. So I try to halve those two. Yes, <laughs> right. So um, I wanna, I wanna yell back at Zathan. Okay. And and be like, you can do it. I believe in you. Just do something like I did. Maybe not quite like I did, but you can do it. Are you trying to persuade? Yeah, love <laughs> Can I do that? <laughs> the lamest skills challenge. <laughs> hey, you can do it, Zathan Green. But I got a Yeah, Zathan um, snaps out of the the similar stupor that River was in and looks around and just takes a running charge um, with uh, the lance out at the blob and just barrels right through it. What the hell? Uh, getting themselves. Six acid damage in the process, but barreling through its amorphous form like, yeah. to, a, to emerge covered in inky black on the other side. Uh, is this ink corrosive? So this is corrosive. It is. Is it continuingly corrosive? With the water in the room, um, there's sort of like enough moisture in the room in the air that uh, the acid isn't quite sticking to you as it. Ooh, let's be orc. So does Zathan look like a polluted turtle? <laughs> Zayn oh. looks like an oil spill. Oh, next to go to. So now, buying my calculation, you're all out. Was that five successes? Uh, two for me. I don't know. One, one for me. me. Okay. Four. So four. We need one more. <coughs> um, Benfor will get a pack of cards from his pocket. Take <laughs> <laughs> a, a mouse. A slide of actually. <laughs> animal handling is nine, minus one, but okay. So there's like a little baby mouse that's like fallen. And it's like squeaking, and it's it's scared, guys. Like oh. it's sitting there, and it's like it's in the squeaking water. a squeak, it's in the water. right? And then I still have like there's a couple of rats, I believe I also have, and I I sort of shuck the rat at it, like a like curling it a little bit, as if to <laughs> say, hey, rescue that baby mouse. <laughs> there are no cats in America, you know. <laughs> so this Last roll is to save a baby mouse from the MP play. <laughs> yeah. Animal handling. Acid creatures roll animal. Fucking hell. This is weird. Seven. Oh. But I'm feeling lucky. And I get a four. <laughs> Minus one. How about, how about you let Josh do one? <laughs> well, that's a fair failure. 
No, that was only our second failure because you lucky Good. pointed. So I have to succeed, right? You have to succeed. Yeah, although since you narratively you are all now past them, yeah, instead of a fight, it, right? instead of a fight, it will be a chase. Sorry, just a closure for the audience, what happens with the random moon mouse? Uh, the mouse uh, has been swallowed up by a city black goo. Oh. And the rat has crawled up the bookshelves to safety. You did that. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Tress's <laughs> mother burnt. is crying in my ear. Uh, <laughs> Tress is burnt on his way uh, to making it out the door. His dad um, goes, I was going to eat that. Tress is burnt acrobatically, jumps to save the rat and go through the door. All at one swift movement. Nice. <laughs> Alright. 12. That's a success! Okay, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you whip yourself back into the library very quickly, grab the rat that's crawling up the shelf and go, nut, and yank it back. And the five of you start barreling down this uh, hallway, knowing... Christmas still like spinning the rat <laughs> like, like a fucking shark, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> Five of them start barreling down this 15 foot wide hallway, knowing that the inky black creatures will not stay behind you for long. Go in front of us? So do they no, like suck back us. up into the ceiling and then like reappear? Or are they just gonna follow? Blobbly follow us? As you run, you notice that they do start following down the corridor. What's their speed like? It looks like it's about on par with yours. <laughs> oh, that's pretty quick. Um, Banfor runs more quickly. <laughs> Um, right, so you run for um, about 30 feet and roll a... Oh, what's your passive perception, everybody? Uh, 13. 9. Passive perception. Oh, 10. 10. Okay. Uh, Jim uh, yells, um, Trap! And... Roll... Everyone roll perception. If you want to. Four. <laughs> Not one. Oh, three. I just wanna. Go I wanna three to roll. One over here, team. I wanna roll for acrobatics just to leap straight away. I don't even know what the trap is, but okay. I rolled an eighteen. Okay, forward or backwards? I'm just. I'm just. Ah! Marley does notice um, that in the corridor just ahead of you there is a section of floor that looks uh, obviously like some kind of uh, pressure pad. It is. Uh, there are lines separating it from the rest of the uh, stone floor. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, you notice it when you're merely a few feet away. Cool. What do you do? Like, like I said. <laughs> okay, you I'm trying to jump over it. You're trying to jump over it. You have a jump of <laughs> your strength score. You can jump. Oh, well, that's not good because my strength sucks. Eight, I think. Your strength no, score is like eight or nine? Yeah, something like that. I think it's eight. Yeah. Okay, you jump. Eight, uh, so a running jump of eight feet, cool. and you just clear <laughs> this pressure pad. Do you guys react to her jumping? Where do I find my strength score? So yeah. next to oh, the mods, so it'll say like your strength is your strength score is like thirteen, and then you, that gives you a plus two. Is your yeah, and the little numbers underneath. Numbers underneath. As your score. Um, Trestle spoon while still spinning the rat follows Marley. <laughs> And uh, leaps into the air with a strength score of 10. Okay, yep, you do a long jump that clears oh. Me the as distance. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you jump just past where Marley jumped and landed. And I'm like, sure. And <laughs> strength score 16. Yeah. Uh, and nice. So while encumbered by Ribbon. Uh, well, she has a good jump score too. Okay, well, Ribbon can, you know, go fuck herself before I get there. <laughs> 
And, uh, I, I mean, look, <laughs> have you ever seen someone jump real good? I'm thinking, that's what happens. I'm thinking Dwayne Johnson in Skyscraper at the end of the trailer. No one has seen that film. Which comes from <laughs> like The Rock? Rock? He, yeah, The Rock. Yeah, but he doesn't like being called that. Dwayne <laughs> Johnson. is called Dwayne Johnson. You know where he jumps off the crane and his like, arms are like yeah. flailing in the Respecting air. The Rock's wishes. I'm respecting The Rock, yeah. I'm respecting Dwayne. As he yes. likes He's one of the hardest working people in Hollywood nowadays. <laughs> he is also a very kind man. Shout out to, to Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah. You're kind also. to your mother and to children and, I think, a role model in this day and age. I like his movies. Has he fondled a single person? No, but we know of yet. Wait he... until he's 70. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, you all clear the trap, um, the, the pressure pla- uh, plaid, uh, plaid, it's plaid. It's a plaid, pressure plaid. That's canon. The pressure plate on the ground, uh, including Zathan and Marley who jump, uh, Zathan and River, fucking hell. Um, there's too many characters here. You guys are each playing one character, I'm playing three. It's <laughs> your world, mate. Yeah, man, just get on with it. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> including River and Zathan. How does Zathan jump? How does he clear the gap? Zathan does a, just a big... Pole vault. And to, just does a pole vault. <laughs> I, I, I was imagining he would like jump and then all his limbs would suck into his shell. Into a cannon. And just like spin. Like it's, it's just, like you know, Interstellar where he's like Newtonian physics and he's like, you have to let me go. But then it's like, blah, blah. And then that works as a joke, which it didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so you all clear it. And um, <laughs> after you clear the pressure plate, um, you hear, uh, you, you travel, a f- you run a few more feet and then you hear a click sound behind you. And if you turn back, you see the three inky creatures getting engulfed in a big burst of flame. Awesome. What do they sound like? Um, they sound like nothing. They all, you can hear is, all you can hear <laughs> is like a roaring flame. Oh, that's eerie. Do they seem to be extra affected by this flame? The flame subsides, and you see one of them is just a steaming hot puddle. Nice. And the other two continue their pursuit. Okay. okay. But they're extra hot now. They are now hot acid. <laughs> They are steaming as they as they wobble. Yeah, I feel like that goes well for us. Well, <laughs> as they wobble and wobble. Luckily, <laughs> I have resistance to acid and fire. Um, as you run, um, you roll another perception check this time with advantage because you've got your eyes peeled for this kind of shit. Nineteen. Yep. Five. So I rolled uh, you get to roll again. You I rolled a oh, seven no. twice. Um, uh, Eighteen. I got five and then a four. So that's a couple. So, so I got a twelve. Okay, um, Banfor and Marley both notice another pressure plate on the ground. Is, can we see the plaid area? You can see the area where it's clearly plaid. Uh, it is a lumberjack shirt on the ground. Uh, These are really bad traps, says <laughs> There is a schoolgirl, a Catholic schoolgirl skirt lying on well, There's a story to that that I do not and do want to hear. That's good. Um, uh, you guys notice it, what do you do? Ban- uh, Tristle Spoon does not. Am I running in front? What's my speed like? Am I running in front or behind? I think your speed is 30, so you're probably running roughly on par. Okay, good. (coughs) Zathan actually has a speed of 40, (laughs) so Zathan can like bolt. But Zathan's um, um, pulling up the rear because they've got their armored shell. And they're already kind of covered in acid too. (laughs) Yeah, that's not ideal for them. It. It's a, okay, so I can tell it's a pressure plate. Yes. Again. It's a plate. And it's a. It's, and it's, it's, does it take up the whole of the hallway? It takes the whole 15 foot width. Okay. But as with the last one, it only appears it's about five or six feet long. Okay. So we can just jump it. Yeah. Uh, Bamfort will um, turn to Trestle Spoon and say, Oi, oi! And then point at the plaid and <laughs> then jump his 16 feet, which Shit. is an Olympic distance, <laughs> by the way. 
Uh, Trestlespoon, who is still running blindly, uh, looking straight ahead, not at the ground, still spinning his rat, uh, recognizes <laughs> Bamfor, telling him about the pad, and also leaps okay. with his ten feet. Okay, so the three of you all leap across and land uh, beyond the edge of the pressure plate, and then River and Zathan do the same after you. And as with before, you pass it and you keep running, and then you hear a click sound behind you. And if you look back, um, you uh, hear a loud thundering sonic boom sound and you see both of these inky creatures getting splattered into, into puddles by this invisible force that hit them very hard. I have resistance to thunder. Also, the world record for long jump. <laughs> you didn't get hit by it. The world you... record for long jump is actually 29 feet 4 and a quarter inches, which wow. is extremely impressive. <laughs> uh, shout out to Mike Powell and Bob Beeman. Uh, also Galena Chistakova for her 24 foot 8 inch female world record. So. Is that for everyone? If you're listening. And so you look back and see these two creatures getting slammed by an invisible force as you hear a sonic booming sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, the loud thundering sound echoes and echoes and echoes and then fades. One of the creatures remains a puddle, the other one reforms and keeps following you, although doggedly. Marley says, for fuck's sake, <laughs> and takes off running again. I'm like, Jim, you got any bright ideas other than keeping on running? Uh, there's, uh, there's one more trap, I think. That's convenient, says Banfor. I'm ready for a jump. Okay, so you guys run, and I won't get you to do the deck save. You're all expect well, the um, perception check. You're all expecting this. You clearly see uh, the pressure plate coming, and you will take a leap. Uh, the three of you, and then the other two following behind, uh, and then the um, inky creature uh, enters the trap, and again you hear a click. And then the entire ceiling of the um, tunnel of the corridor at that point slams down hard. Mm-hmm. Resistance, and you weren't in the trap. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying. And you're not raging, so you don't have resistance. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Um, I feel like it's just making this shit up now. And <laughs> it splats black goo everywhere. Roll a dexter. Nineteen. Four. Oh god, eighteen. Two. Twenty-one. Matrix. Seven total. Twenty-two. Okay, Banfor and Marley both dodge out of the way of splatters of black goo, uh, and Trestlespoon gets uh, one on his uh, cheek. Roll a d6. One. One big slop. One! One acid damage to your cheek. Ooh, it sizzles. <laughs> Funny you were me with resistance to that. You're not raging! <laughs> You're making me raging. Um, Pretty hard. As far as you can tell, uh, there are no more inky black creatures to worry about. And the tunnel ends and you enter a third library in a similar state of mouldy, wet decay as the first two. Bamfor says, man, they really fucking love a library around here, eh? Well, it is a god of knowledge. Speaking of, Jim, any difference in here? Because uh, we're close. We're real close. Uh, th- go down the next corridor. I think that's it. I'm, I, close I'm, to what, Jim? Run. What are we close to? Whatever's pulling me. Please, run. Get there now. Alright, Molly just takes off riding towards the nearest door that's not the one she came in. Okay, uh, cool, so that's a left turn again, so you've turned back on yourself now, Dunny, you. Cool. for nudges Trestlespoon with a knee, obviously. Mm-hmm. It says, um, two wrongs don't make a right, but three lefts do. Makes sense to me. He's not wrong. <laughs> Jim's been drinking. Thank you for running, Molly. <laughs> Um, you, so you leave the, you leave uh, that library <laughs> and into the corridor as um, uh, you hear a splash, splash, um, and you look back over your shoulder and two more inky blobs have dropped down from the ceiling, but they are behind oh. you because you've entered the corridor. Cool. I'm like, shit! 
behind, behind just Marley, right? Uh, yeah, they've dropped into the middle of the room. So okay. anyone who wants to bolt to that corridor can. Bolting. Also bolting. Okay. Then Zathan and River follow as well. Okay. So everyone is running down this corridor. Yeah. Um, I'm running for leather. Yep. So you bolt uh, as far as or as fast as your legs can take you and you emerge in a fourth library. This one is fully intact. Uh, there's no moldy smell. There's no water on the floor. Um, there is a 20 foot wide octagonal room in the center and the walls are lined with stacks and stacks of pristine tomes. As Zathan enters the room behind all of you, they swear, Broom's teeth! And then turns to all of you with a very uh, dramatic stare, each of you in turn, and says, This room must be protected at all costs. And then goes back and takes a defensive position by the door. Bam for Unlimited's axe. Um... Seems to be almost psyching himself up, hyperventilating. Uh, he's um, just finished talking to a mouse who is clearly grieving. Um, <laughs> she's wearing a headscarf and, and a very modest uh, smock. And there's a very stoic male mouse with a pitchfork next to her, <laughs> sort of petting her back. And he finishes this conversation and puts them back into his armor, which you can see is almost sort of... He seems to have hammered out part of it to make a safe area for between 30 and 45 mice. <laughs> um, Unlimbus is axe and takes a ready position. Excellent. Okay. Marley like stances and then starts going, ah! <laughs> and you guys suddenly feel um, the ability to be able to add a 1d6 die to an ability check or attack roll or saving throw ooh, of some kind at any uh, point that you choose. Just to make it obvious, I am in a rage. Okay, because Jim, of the loss of that boot. Yeah, <laughs> Jim screams, uh, find a way in that room. We have to get in that room. Find a way in, please! And it sounds like Do I he's even know what room he's talking yeah, about. It sounds like he's crying, and you can't tell if it's like from joy or pain, but it's he's he's desperate. Do we know the room he's pointing to? Yeah, because he's in the room. He's in the middle of the room. There is a room in the middle of this room. Okay. And you can assume he's either talking about going into that room or some other room you don't know about yet. Okay, Trestle Spoon, who is still spinning the rat, spins it, <laughs> and, it and it lands on uh, Bamfor, and then, uh, being a good buddy of the gym, uh, he sprints into the middle room in search of something. Okay, roll an investigation check. Do you take Jim with you? Uh, <coughs> Jim's I, still on me. I don't. But I would go too. So it's just me and Zathan on the door. Yeah. You okay. feel inspired, um, though, if that helps. That's okay, so <laughs> River says, um, uh, you guys sort Jim out. I'm, I'm going to stick with Zathan. Uh, Bamfor hands her his warhammer. Okay, so she currently has Marley's shortbow and now your warhammer. It's very nice. And an ever so gentle meeting of the foreheads and almost a hongi or like a sharing of breath. Yep. And Bamfor just whispers, Please don't die. I've just found you. She pulls back and then gives you a peck on the cheek and says, I'll see you in a minute. And then turns and joins Zathan in facing the corridor. I'm also facing the corridor. So you're staying there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but she turns away from you and yeah. faces the corridor. Um, okay. So um, I see you run yeah. towards the door and obviously Jim's basically pulling me at this point. So uh -huh. I'm like, I'm running behind you. Trestle roll oh. high on his investigation check. Mm -hmm. um, you notice, so you do a quick um, perimeter check of this uh, octagonal room in the center. And you notice that one of the pillar's faces has lines in the stone suggesting possibly a door mm -hmm. or a section of stone that can be moved or removed. Mm -hmm. And on the opposite side, there is a very small glowing green spot at about uh, your head height. So like a regular human's like 
like midsection height. Is it roughly the dimensions of gym? gym? No, it's just a spot on the wall, like a, an elevator button sort of thing. I, like a glowing green spot. I go towards the spot on the wall and I press into it. Okay, so you put your finger to the spot and you yeah. hear a... Sound looks around, and then you hear grinding stone, and you go around to the other side of <laughs> what? The stones grinding at each other on um, the floor. You, you hear the sound of yeah, so stone like go 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 go. Mm-hmm. And, it's an angry stone. <laughs> <grrr>. <laughs> um, you go around to the other side where you saw like the lines in the stone, uh-huh. and it is in fact an open door. Yeah, so Marley's been standing in front of the door. Yeah, Marley was standing in front of it. She didn't see you push the button. She just saw this door open in front of her. Like, she's like, did I do it? She fully urkled. Um, (laughs) Did I do it? Jim, the door's opening. Um, Jim's like, yes, yes, get in there. (laughs) (laughs) Can I? Can I just before? (laughs) Somebody let Jim finish on them. For God's sake, the man needs to come. Some rubies or something. Um, I'm alone in a bathroom for ten minutes. Joyce, you're about to say something. I was like, I just... Oh, he's not a creature. He's not a fucking creature. Yeah. Can I take back my please? Let me get inside. Um, you edit them. Yeah. Yeah, have, but he has to say something. Have a little um, crack. Have a, have a little uh, Jim uh, frantically um, yells for you to go inside that room. And he says, break the sword. Break the sword. I want to roll, like, insight on Jim. You're because I'm just to try and get his deal. I'm just trying to figure out <laughs> what, what the hell. Because I'm not going to break a sword just on another Jim's instructions. I want to know. Jim. Because I want to cast to the sword. I know, Jim. but I can't. Like I can't cast detect thoughts on him because he's not really a creature. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll, I'll just break roll. the sword. That he, well, we know that he's not in a sword. He's in a deck. Yeah, but he's in the. No, he's in a short sword. He's, he's in the short sword, but he's in a gem. But gym. he's in a, a short sword. Like, the gem is in a short sword. Gym. <laughs> the gem. He is the gem. <laughs> and he's attached to, gym. And he's attached to a short sword. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm rolling it inside. I'm probably going to be shit because my wisdom sucks. I'm 13. Uh, you get what he means in that you want. he wants you to remove him from the sword that he's currently attached to. Yeah, I knew that. I just wanted to, like, do I get any sense as to whether this is, like, a bad thing, a good thing? That's kind of what I wanted to know. You can't tell, but it obviously it obviously has something to do with what he's been so desperate for. Yeah, I just don't know if this is going to be good for us. Um, and <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like... Trestle Spoon, what do you do? So you've pushed that button and you heard the stone grinding. Trestle Spoon, uh, excitedly, upon hearing Jim want the sword to be broken, doubles back, quickly grabs the sword out of Marley's belt and smashes it against the wall in a bid to break it. Okay, roll a strength check. 18. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, 18. Yeah, you swing it hard <laughs> against the uh, mm-hmm. one of the edges of this room, and you take a big chunk out of the blade. Mm-hmm. But Jim is still attached to the hilt. <sighs> I, I do it again. Okay, roll another string <laughs> check. Oh no. Uh, seven. Uh, no, you, you throw it on the ground and stomp on it <laughs> like a grumpy t- toddler. Try to um, him out. Well, that's pretty smart. And <laughs> that's that's pretty smart. smart. And Jim is just... Again, like crying, yelling, please break the sword. Just break the sword. Uh, Trestle Spoon throws the sword to Marley and says, give him what he wants. Break him out. Marley roll a deck save to not be hit by a flying sword. Fuck. Oh, uh, to catch it. Up to you. Okay. Uh, if you I'd catch it. Um, we'll see about that. I two, you catch it in your abdomen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you catch it in your neck. Oh my God. She's wearing studded armor. Yeah, it's, Got it. it. <laughs> it's, it's, um, collides with your armor and clings to the floor. Okay, it's I, now I, at your feet. 
I pick it. I'm just trying to look if I have anything that does like some decent damage. Jim is damage. screaming now, unintelligible. Just like, hey, this is all I'm praying. This is like he's losing his tongue. In, like, in agony or desperation? In agony, desperation. Like, okay. I just, the only thing in the universe he wants is for that sword to be I, I, I look at the sword on the ground and I listen to Jim and I go, alright! And I just, I cast Thunder Wave directed at Jim to try and break it out of the sword. Okay, that's got a 15 foot um, uh, cube. Yes. So Trestle Spoon will have to roll a deck save to get out of. <laughs> well, to be fair, he threw a fucking sword at me. Uh, the cube is where you directed. Yeah, but, you but were he's not too close. Far away from Trestle Spoon. Yeah, too close. Mm. Uh, Eighteen. Okay, yeah, uh, Trestle Spoon <laughs> is unaffected. Um, but yeah, you blast Jim with this. Um, this uh, I'm trying to think of a good word. This concussive blast of thunder. Dope as fuck. Good word. Concussive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the uh, hilt and blade just shatter to rusted pieces, and a green glowing gemstone is left just sitting on the floor of this library. And I pick up the gem and I'm like, now what? Jim says, um, there's an altar in that room. You'll know what to do. Please. Yeah. I walk in. I'm like, are you coming Meanwhile, with me, Tris? Yeah. I look over my shoulder and I'm like, you're coming with me, Yeah, Trace? of course, of course I'm coming. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And Meanwhile, then I go in because I'm a little bit braver of Tris is with me. Meanwhile, <laughs> two inky creatures are um, slowly making their way down the corridor. Like, very ominously, like, we're coming. We're coming. Yeah. Um, Four starts hucking javelins at them. Mm. Okay, roll one javelin attack. <coughs> that you will not recover. <laughs> uh... Plus five to hit. 12, 17. Yeah, you um, land a solid strike inside one of these black creatures. Seven. The um, javelin gets lodged in it and it sort of swallows it up. With no... It's still the same shape. It doesn't show any sign of pain or damage. How did Zathan obliterate the other one? <coughs> Just bursted through it and it reformed back where he... Back where they... Oh, okay, went. okay. Yeah, it didn't actually... Um, and yeah, so you enter that room, Marley and Trestlespoon, and you see there is a uh, stone <coughs> altar. Mm-hmm. It is a bench about Trestlespoon's height. Mm. Um, there is nothing on it except a small, conveniently gem-shaped cavity right in the middle of it. There are also four tall sacks in the room that are full of something. I, I walk straight over. Oh, them <laughs> I walk straight over and I hold it over the indentation for a minute and I look at Tress and I'm like... <sighs> Are we ready? I'm just... Because Jim's still screaming, right? Yeah. Jim is... So it's going but to I'm like... Put it in, put it in, He's put not it even in. making words now. He's just... He's actually just yelling. Ah! Put it in, put it in, put it in! And I'm like, okay! And I drop it and I kind of like pull my hands away at the same time. Okay. The gem <laughs> uh, hits the edge of the cavity and sort of bounces like a basketball bouncing on the, uh, <laughs> on the rim. Uh, and then it slots into place and all... And you are immediately blinded by an intensely powerful burst of white light. Shit. Banfor included. You one second before you see that you you just saw the corridor with the two creatures coming towards you. You had Zathan and River at your side. Next, you see nothing but bright white that you have to shield your eyes. I shield my eyes. Okay. <laughs> when the light fades, you see yourselves, but not yourselves. It's you, but not you. As if you're looking through a fisheye lens, you see a tall human who looks a lot like Banfor, but with no visible scars. Long blonde hair, bright golden armour, and a golden helm cupped under his arm. He's walking next to a half-elf woman who looks like Marley, but with short-shaved black hair, pale skin, 
a shimmering crimson gown and carrying a large staff. You see up close, as if you are being held in his hand, a gnome who looks like Trestlespoon, but with a bluish-grey tinge to his skin, a broken and busted nose, a tattered green cloak and a bow slung over his shoulder. These three appear to be carrying you through the underground city beneath Dantonir, but it is vibrant and full of life. People of all races, but mostly gnomes you notice, are going about on errands and conversing and filling the city with life. As you walk, you hear a gnome talking about his amazing new invention and how he feels Haydet has blessed him. You hear a human woman discussing history lessons that she is planning to teach in the temple. These three enter the temple and are met by a gnome woman in a robe with an owl symbol embroidered on the breast. She says nothing but simply nods as the gnome hands you over to her. The woman watches as the not Banfor, the not Marley, and the not Trestlespoon walk back out of the temple and away into the city. You are carried through the temple and placed into an altar. Centuries appear to go by as you sense priests and scholars and worshippers come and go from your perception. New ones come along, get older, train the next generation, then die and get replaced. Over and over and over. Then one worshipper reaches out and takes you, slipping you into a bag. You are in darkness for a long time. You hear voices occasionally and sense yourself being bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold. A commodity, a trinket. Sometimes you are released from the bag, attached to some weapon or crown or shiny thing before eventually being removed. The cycle repeats over and over and over. A blacksmith attaches you to a sword. The sword is bought and sold, bought and sold. A sickly looking human man in a black cloak buys you and demands your secrets. He wants to know about death and resurrection. You tell him everything you know about necromancy. The man uses what you told him to raise the dead. A skeleton first, then an undead human corpse. A spectre. The man's ability grows over time. He then sells his skills to wealthy merchants and nobles and any who have valuable things to protect. He conjures undead for money, all the while wearing you on his hip. A tall lanky woman with a long hooked beak nose hires the man to protect an underground tunnel. He conjures a minotaur skeleton and sets a curse on the tunnel that anybody who dies down there will become undead themselves, thus making the protection stronger with each failed would-be thief. You say something he disagrees with, and he states he doesn't need you anymore, he has outgrown you. He throws you into a pit. Over the years that follow, thieves fail and become undead. Two fall into the pit with you, they are your only companions. Banfor, Marley and Trestlespoon appear above the pit. They remove you, steal from the tunnel and take you with them on their journey. They take you across a river and to Dantonir. They, with a turtle and an orc in tow, return you to the underground city from which you were taken so many thousands of years ago, although now it is empty, devoid of life, a shadow of its once vibrant self. You are carried on Marley's hip through the city, through the temple. You are removed from the sword, and the last thing you see is Marley dropping you onto the altar. There is another blinding flash of light. And that's the end of the episode. So many questions! <laughs> if only we were going to play this again very soon. That's the last one ever! <laughs> <laughs>
Wow, we spent a lot of time talking about orc menstruation. That was kind of weird. But not a bad question, though. Hey, Wizards of the Coast, let us know if we were right. Uh, we also did a shout-out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, because you know, we all know he needs the publicity boost. A temple full of crumbling, moldy books, scary, inky acid blobs, skills challenges, traps, and a long vision of the distant past. Oh boy, we are getting into the good stuff here, team. Don't forget to do all the social stuff. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Fate of Ison. Email, fateofison at gmail.com. And website, fateofison.com. Is a website considered a social link? Probably not. I don't know. But go there anyway. There's like information and pictures of our faces and maps and stuff. Bye everybody and thanks again for listening. We'll find out what happens to the Apple Squadeth in episode 19.